Welcome to the Being Human podcast, the podcast that asks the question, whether through ancient wisdom, philosophy, or religion, how do we navigate through the 21st century whilst maintaining our humanity? I'm your host, Chris Lewis, and on today's episode, I'll be working through the subject of boredom. Hello, fellow humans. Welcome back to another episode of the Being Human podcast. Well, as I said on today's episode, in the introduction, today's subject is boredom. Now, I don't know about you, but if you're remembering your childhood, you remember being bored way more frequently than maybe even where you currently are at, right? If you're in your 30s, I would even say maybe mid-20s, but if you're, if you're above your mid-20s, more than likely, you may have experienced this. Now, this is all subjective. This is all my personal anecdotal experience. I can't really get into the details because obviously somebody's going to have a life experience. It's going to contradict mine. So when it really comes down to it, this is my opinion, my thought on the subject of boredom. But if you, at least for my, for my experience, once I hit around 20, for me, it was around 27 years old when I really began to contemplate much greater philosophical and theological themes, right? I began to investigate the meaning of life, purpose, delving into those subjects and became more fascinated with those types of things. And that's, that was what, gosh, 20, uh, 10 years ago, 10 years ago. So I've been on this journey for quite some time. Now I've gone through a lot of different changes and whatnot, but just thinking on this specific subject of boredom, I remember feeling bored a lot more f- frequently before I was 27, a lot, a lot of times. And more specifically from childhood into adolescence and in, into my early 20s, I felt bored a lot. I remember distinctly just thinking to myself, man, I'm really bored. And I haven't really, I, it doesn't mean I don't get bored. Maybe I'm just less aware of it or have more responsibility. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's that too. That's something to think about as well. Although I do get bored at work a lot, but the thing is about work is because my job doesn't really require a lot of my mental capacities and intellectual power, it's just kind of, my mind doesn't get challenged very much at work. So I'm able to fill those things in with audiobooks, podcasts, music. Sometimes I need to listen to some good music, answering telephone calls whatever. Point being, I've gotten better at filling those times of boredom, I suppose. Maybe that's something to be said. But we've the point is we've all experienced this overwhelming sense of boredom, this dullness, this tedious repetition, and we often become weary with this, this feeling, right? There's this, uh, as it's defined, this unoccupied or lack of interest in one's current activity, there's different definitions you can come up with, right? right? Um, one that I'm kind of thought thinking through is feeling weighed down by a present activity situation or experiencing a lack of current stimulation. So there's all different kinds of ways you can kind of express it because for each person, it's going to be a little bit more nuanced, a little bit more different. And that's totally okay. We can all have our own working definitions of what we think boredom is, but we all know, we all know in the core of our being what it feels like, and the experience of boredom. 
So I remember as a kid feeling bored quite frequently, a lot. And that might have to do a lot with just the fact that as children, we, man, we, we're more cognizant of the present moment and how we presently feel. And we focus on that. And because of that, I remember just feeling painfully, excruciatingly bored a lot. But see, when you're a kid, you know, your responsibilities aren't necessarily as burdensome or as, uh, not burdensome, but trying to think about the way the phrase is, your responsibilities aren't that much, that many, or the gravity is not necessarily that high as opposed to being an adult, right? So because you have parents or, or maybe you have a single parent, but the reality is, is they're the ones that are taking care of you. Now there might be some experience experiences from some that, well, their parent wasn't really a parent, right? And in those situations, that's a little more complicated. That's not really my paradigm, my system, my life that I, that's not my experience. So I'm drawing, mind you, I'm drawing from my own experience where my parents took care of me. Like they took care of my, uh, of the bigger responsibilities. They, they, they put shelter over my head, right? Which you think about, it's like, oh, like, oh, I mean, they put a roof over my head, big deal. It's like, that's a huge deal. The fact that we're, we get to sleep in a place, you know, that's safe, at least somewhat safe. I mean, you know, there are parts of Southern California and other parts of the United States and of the world that are particularly dangerous. But the point being is you're protected from the elements, right? In Southern California, we, our elements aren't too bad, even though it's been raining like crazy the last uh, couple days, wind, all this and that. And yeah, that's something to be thankful for and have gratitude for. But there's other parts of the United States that are just getting hit with blizzards. And that's another time to be thankful for the fact that you have shelter. So there is a lot to be thankful for and to have gratitude towards those types of things. And and even if you had terrible parents, at least they gave you that. And that is something worth being thankful for. But the point is, whether it was it was a, a you know a shelter, you know a roof over your head. Whether it was education and your parents driving you there, they had a vehicle that they can take you to school, or maybe you had public transportation that took you to school. Whatever means it was, the point is you didn't have a lot of responsibility. You didn't have to pay bills. You didn't have to pay rent. You didn't have to pay a more uh, uh, well, yeah, a mortgage, but you didn't have to pay for um, your car. You didn't have to pay for insurance. You didn't have to pay bills. You didn't have to pay for gas. There's a lot of things. You didn't have those responsibilities. You didn't have to show up to work, but you did have to show up to school. But even that, you know, like schools are, even the most troubled kid can get passed around from school to school. You lose your job, you go to another job and it's like, oh, it's, it creates all kind of financial issues and problems. Point is you don't have as many responsibilities as a child. You don't have to drive when you go on vacation. Your parents drive typically. Uh, you don't have to pay for flights to go places. Like there's all kinds of things. You don't have to pay for the hotels when you're going on a vacation. There's the point is, is you can be, kids are allowed to be more present about how they feel and, and they're, they're given that liberty, which is a, a good thing, which is why it's so important to keep a lot of the creativity and the curiosity of a child. Because man, when you're bored, especially as a kid, you find creative things to do you sometimes you you can play video games which is something that's that I've always been attracted to even though now I don't personally own a gaming console for the very problem of addiction to the gaming console that I've had the gaming consoles I've had in the past but the thing is you could play with arm like little army men right you know which has its own I mean for someone who's a pacifist you might have a problem with this but hey I played with little army men little army dudes 
in the dirt. And that was fun for me. I played with Legos. I, I built things. I played with Batman figurines. Like I, you know, you got creative. You lived in your imagination. You, you became, if you're bored, you began to create. It gave you that opportunity to do so. And as I got older into my later teens, I remember being bored with friends and we'd be bored together, right? Which is kind of a cool thing because there's like this camaraderie, bro, we're both bored. It's like, what do you want to do, man? It's like, oh, go to a movie. Nah, man, I'm good. Or you want to go for a bike right now? I'm tired, man. You know, I just uh, had wrestling practice yesterday or whatever. The point being is that even in those moments, you got creative about things. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. Hey, man. Oh, I like that. Okay. So you had friends that you can now be bored with together and then develop some creative ways in which to it, which to occupy that time to liberate you f- and free you from the momentary boredom. So, but as an adult, okay, so you've through a teen, you know, man, I, okay, real quick, I spent a lot of great times with my friends in high school and even in my early 20s as well when we got started getting into, you know, alcohol got into the mix and we started having parties and kickbacks and going to different events and, and things of that nature. That I mean, those times were great. I mean, I had, I don't know how many bike rides I had with friends going to the beach or drive or riding our bikes to a, a girl's house that one of my friends was dating or one that I was dating, you know, or girls we liked and just go hang out. It was so good. It was fun. It was, and it was exercise too. We, we didn't you know, we didn't really think about it that way, but we would even ride to the beach. We'd take the riverbed all the way down and take hours, hours to do it. But we'd get there and we'd just like relax and enjoy the, the ocean breeze. And that's just things that we did. We occupied our time with those kinds of things. And, and yeah, in, as we got older, you know, in our, in, into our early twenties, we would facilitate, you know, we would go do, we, actually we would have parties at friends' apartments and things like that. It was in friends' homes and things. And it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And boredom was not necessarily something that, that came along very frequently. It came along frequently, but we were better at, at kind of combating those things. And I don't want to be an advocate for alcohol and tell you like, oh, if you're bored, go and drink and stuff like that. But sometimes it was definitely the cure. I'm not going to lie. It was, we're bored. Let's go get some beers. And, and, uh, that was fun for us. And, but you, you know, you got to be careful with those kinds of things. I mean, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> I guess I'm thinking about it. I'm like, that's definitely something. That's actually something I've been thinking about as well comparing alcoholism to kind of a toxic wife <laughs> or a toxic spouse. I'm sorry. Sorry, women. Men can, men definitely could be toxic. Point is, and I've been working through that and kind of processing that. That is definitely a subject that I'll get on here sooner or later with alcoholism and, or just alcohol in general and how, how great it could be, but how terrible and world destroying it could be as well. Anyways. So, but the thing was, is as an adult, like as you're getting older, as I'm, I'm, I'm 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 realizing these things that I don't know I don't give myself space to be bored anymore. And I'm going to tell you why this is very important to allow space for boredom to allow time to pass and to feel bored and why it's actually a good thing. Right? So right now it's been rare for me to be bored. Truly. For me, my experience, my journey, it's been rare for me to be bored because I have so many things at my disposal, which I would call endless possible stimulation, I am a huge movie buff. And I, and I do enjoy binge-watching shows. And 
sometimes these things are very great. They're very therapeutic because you're like, oh man, I just, I've had a long week. I'm exhausted. I need to, to decompress. I need to, I need to, uh, allow my mind and my body to heal from the endless exhaustion of the week. Sometimes you have weeks like that and that's okay. The thing is, is for me, those, those can be perpetual. Those can be habit forming. Those can be continuous. And I can't, and and I get to a point where I can't get out of that. Social media is another thing for me. It's particularly TikTok, Instagram. And some might say, Hey, well, why do you even have those apps. Just delete the apps. It's like, it's not that easy, son. <laughs> it's not that easy, bro. It's not. It's not that easy because I, I'm also not a, a ludite, right? I'm not against technology. I'm not against progression as humanity because this is the way that humanity is going. Now, whether you agree with that or not, this is the way that things are. Social media is not something you can exactly just say, I'm done with. Now, you can do that. You can, you can uh, I guess, pull away from that. And that might be the healthiest thing for you, for sure. That's fine. That's your journey. But for me, it connects me to the ethos of the world. And to me, that's important. I value that. I value understanding where the world is at a particular time. Now, that might also be because uh, you know I'm on two podcasts and I have to be, quote unquote, I say this with a grain of salt. I say this with like not really wanting to say this, but you have to have some cultural relevance. You have to understand the ethos of the world. What's going on? What's in, uh, uh, you know, what's going on in the world, and and what are people thinking and feeling, and what is what is this um, this nebulous kind of experience that's this energy that's going on in the world to understand what is happening in your current cultural context. This has to be. This is the way. But this is the way I deal with it. This is the way that I connect with that. But I have to under. That's the reason why. I don't just delete apps and just get rid of them and say, I'm not going to do that anymore. Like I'm done with social media. It's like, no, like that ain't for me. Maybe that's for you. Totally fine. No judgment here. But for me, there's always this endless possible stimulation. It's music. It, well, actually, I didn't even mention music, but music can be one too. <laughs> but music is helpful for me and I'll get to that. I'll get to that soon. But yes, movies and television, social media. Sometimes I can develop these habits that I never allow myself to get bored. But you might be saying, Chris, why, why is it so important to be bored? Like, why do you want to be bored? Why are you welcoming boredom? And because I've been really working through this and it's, it's been interesting to work through this, but I see bored. Being bored is to be present because when someone says I'm bored, like, well, I mean, I, I know you're not talking about your identity, you're like, oh, I'm boring. No, 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 no. I'm bored or, man, this is boring. But the only reason why you know it's boring or you're bored is because you're thinking of the current present moment. You are in it and you know you're bored. You can only be bored when you are present. How do I, why do I say that? Because if you're dwelling on the past, past mistakes, past failures, past breakups, past heartache, past whatever, you know, you know, you're not present. If you're, if you're concerned and anxious of the future and you're thinking about all the potential things that could occur, like whether good or bad and fear, like fear can often be paralyzing when you're thinking about the future. I know that's something that I experience quite frequently, but when you're thinking about the future and you're concerned and worried about the future, you're definitely not being present. And, and also sometimes when you're, even if it's in the good, the good way, like why you're, excuse me, 
And even if you're, you know, in a good way, you're making plans for the future and all these plans, which you, I mean, that still kind of requires you to be present because you're like, okay, I want to do this. I want to do that. And, and that's great. But the reality is, is like to be genuinely bored, to be genuinely bored, you do have to be present. And that's why I've been working through re- reorienting my thinking concerning being bored. And what I'm realizing is that if you allow yourself to be bored, if you allow that to occur, then it will provide opportunity to be creative, to be curious. It could be anything from meditation to provide opportunity for meditation, to provide opportunity for introspection. And yes, creativity, right? Specifically when someone who is artistic, whether that's through music or painting or whatever outlet you possibly have. It's funny because I talk about painting a lot because I, I, I find a beauty to the arts, but I don't personally, I'm, I'm not someone who draws. I'm not someone who paints. I'm not someone, I, I just, it's a really good illustration for me every time. I think it's, I think anybody who's an artist, I'm like, I, I, I'm like, thank God for you. Thank God you exist on this planet because you bring beauty to the world that otherwise wouldn't exist without you. So I love the arts, but, but being creative about even, even things like if you're interested in, you know, exercise and working out and finding new ways or, or an adventurer, right? Where I want to see new places. I want to see mountains. I want to see, or I want to see certain beaches that are completely isolated and islands that, you know, whatever, it could be anything, but it provides those opportunities to be get, to become creative in the moment. And what I've been doing for the last week or two, actually two, it's only been two weeks. Um, this will be my third week. I've, I've set an intention to make Wednesday my day where while I'm at work, I don't consume any podcast audiobooks. I don't know how long I'm going to do this for. It's only been, this will be the third week, it's only two weeks, but it's been so wonderful for me. What I'll usually do is I'll put on some orchestral music, things that aren't distracting, things that are, that are if anything, are going to promote a little bit more, like not so much uh, thinking stimulation, but more like um, maybe emotional, you know? And I know for me, and the way I've explained it to others is music for me, especially when it, when it comes to orchestral music, and I'm not just talking about, about Mozart, Beethoven, you know, the, you know, Brahms. I'm not talking about these, you know, Chopin. I'm not talking about these different, these different uh, conductors and, and um, not conductors, what am I talking about? Uh, these, these men who compose, these different composers. I'm not talking like, like just those guys. I mean, it could be anything from experimental orchestration music and stuff like that, where it's kind of a blend or a mix or contemporary. I listen to all kinds of stuff. And I do purposely pick music that kind of stirs up uh, emotion. Or, and I do that because, and I've been doing that for the last couple of weeks, and I've done it previously but not as consistently and i found that when i do that it it does something where music for some odd reason connects my mind with my heart and i'm able to process information i'm able to process experience i'm able to process trauma and hurt and to really think through things and i can and that's where the introspection comes from and that's where that kind of fits in and it's just helpful for me to if there's an idea that I want to work through, then that's the best time to do it. But I can't be consuming. I have to be free and liberated to be bored. And mind you, sometimes I shut the music off and I do get, I do become bored in fact. And I begin to, okay, well, what can I think about? Like, what can I work through? What can I, what, what can I process right now? Cause I have a lot of, 
I got, I'm going through a lot, just like every single person who's probably listening to this podcast is going through something. They're hurting, they're suffering or in pain, or maybe they're, I mean, if you have the, if you're not, God bless your soul, because that's awesome. I'm happy for you. But for most of us, we, we're always, we're always going through something. Something's always, you know, we, we can analyze our life and be, oh man, like my life's so mundane, so repetitive, so boring. And that's a real thing, you know, learning to be content, which is another podcast, another subject. And, but those are things that you can think about that oftentimes our subconscious ignores and wants to ignore and wants to, to run from and doesn't want to deal with. But those times that are quiet, you could even be, you could even go to the beach or you can go on a hike and just be by yourself and allow yourself to be bored and allow yourself to just, to just be present And that's the place where you can start really working on yourself and really working on how to become a better person. And also I find that it just, it allows for these meditative experiences that actually alleviate depression and anxiety. And it's so helpful because a lot of this overstimulation, which by the way, I'm not any kind of scientific person, but it, you know, a lot of this overstimulate, a lot of this, these stimulating factors release dopamine and serotonin, the feel good chemicals in our brain that are naturally released and we become addicted to those things but if we can allow it and oh man yeah that's that's a whole other thought process that i'm like kind of oh dang probably should have thought about that but i didn't so but with that it provides these boredom provides these opportunities for creativity for meditation for introspection because to be bored is to be present now if you're bored at your job, I understand stuff. But if we can learn how to shift our perspective and view that as a good thing, as an opportunity to do the work, to think, to work through, to, to allow ourselves to become what we ought to become, which is you. So I don't know if I sufficiently explained this thing, but for me, it's very helpful to process this, this concept of being bored is to be present and how wonderful it can actually be if we just but look at it just a little bit differently and also pursue that opportunity to do some great things while we're bored or rather to get ourselves to a place where we can get out of that, but in a meaningful way. Because I'm going to be honest, I love reading books. I love listening to audiobooks. I love I love podcasts while I'm working. I do all those things, right? Well, I don't have a physical book because otherwise I'd crash the vehicle probably. But or on my, even if I brought a book and read it on my break. But those I'm kind of losing my track of thought here. Maybe this should be the end of the podcast. But anyways, so with all that said, what I'm thinking right now is that we, myself included, need to shift our perspective on what being bored really is. Because I think that when we do, it'll provide an opportunity for us to do really great things within ourselves. And also, it, it would provide opportunity to do great, great things with other people, right? To reach out to friends that otherwise we wouldn't reach out because our minds would be stimulated doing something else. So we could develop friendships, right? You can make that phone call. You can reach out to that friend, you can do all sorts of things if we can become creative. You can learn how to process. Look at if I'm if I'm 
holding back and I'm not being vulnerable and I'm not being honest, I'm not being my true self, I can actually learn how to achieve those goals, to achieve the betterment of myself if I give time to think, to process those specific details of my life. But you can never get there if you do what I do often, which is just consume, consume, consume. And consumption, I'm sorry to say it, destroys creativity. It really does. It destroys that opportunity to be introspective, which is huge. It destroys our ability to become self to become more self-aware concerning the details of our lives and how we, we can be a better person for the common good. So I hope that's a bit of encouragement because I had to process this because I was getting fatigue. I was I was becoming fatigued and I was and I didn't understand why. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna try this out. It's just a test. And that's all it has to be, right? It doesn't have to be a permanent thing. Maybe just set aside an hour a day or set aside one day a week or set aside whatever it takes. Just allow yourself to become bored, whatever, and, 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 see, and see what your mind does. See if, see if you can become creative in those moments by allowing yourself to be bored. To not pick up the phone when we have that, in, that initial feeling to pick up the phone. Or to, or to pick up the laptop and start searching the web and whatever. The point being, let's get bored and let's get creative when we are in that moment, that present moment. So thanks again so much for listening and I'll catch you on the next podcast.